section one of early greek philosophy and other essays this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. early greek philosophy and other essays by frederick nietzsche section one translator's preface the essays contained in this volume treat of various subjects with the exception of perhaps one we must consider all these papers as fragments written during the early seventies and intended mostly as prefaces they are extremely interesting since traces of nietzsche's later tenets like slave and master morality the superman can be found everywhere but they are also very valuable on account of the young philosopher's daring and able handling of difficult and abstruse subjects truth and falsity and the greek woman are probably the two essays which will prove most attractive to the average reader in the essay on the greek state the two tenets mentioned above are clearly discernible though the superman still goes by the schopenhauering label genius our philosopher attacks the modern ideas of the dignity of man and of the dignity of labour because existence seems to be without worth and dignity the preponderance of such illusory ideas is due to the political power nowadays vested in the slaves the greeks saw no dignity in labour they saw the necessity of it and the necessity of slavery but felt ashamed of both not even the labour of the artist did they admire although they praised his completed work if the greeks perished through their slavery one thing is still more certain we shall perish through the lack of slavery to the essence of culture slavery is innate it is part of it a vast multitude must labour and slave in order that a few may lead an existence devoted to beauty and art strife and war are necessary for the welfare of the state war consecrates and purifies the state the purpose of the military state is the creating of the military genius the ruthless conqueror the war-lord there also exists a mysterious connection between the state in general and the creating of the genius in the greek woman nietzsche the man who said one cannot think highly enough of women delineates his ideal of woman penelope antigone electra are his ideal types plato's dictum that in the perfect state the family would cease to exist belongs to the most intimate things uttered about the relation between women and the state the greek woman as mother had to vegetate in obscurity to lead a kind of Cranfordian existence for the greater welfare of the body politic only in greek antiquity did woman occupy her proper position and for this reason she was more honoured than she has ever been since pythia was the mouthpiece the symbol of greek unity on music and words music is older more fundamental than language music is an expression of cosmic consciousness language is only a gesture symbolism it is true the music of every people was at first allied to lyric poetry absolute music always appeared much later but that is due to the double nature in the essence of language 
the tone of the speaker expresses the basic pleasure and displeasure sensations of the individual these form the tonal subsoil common to all languages they are comprehensible everywhere language itself is a superstructure on that subsoil it is a gesture symbolism for all the other conceptions which man adds to that subsoil the endeavour to illustrate a poem by music is futile the text of an opera is therefore quite negligible modern opera in its music is therefore often only a stimulant or a remembrancer for set stereotyped feelings great music that is dionysian music makes us forget to listen to the words homer's contest the greek genius acknowledged strife struggle contest to be necessary in this life only through competition and emulation will the commonwealth thrive yet there was no unbridled ambition every one's individual endeavours were subordinated to the welfare of the community the curse of present-day contest is that it does not do the same in the relation of schopenhauer's philosophy to a german culture an amusing and yet serious attack is made on the hollow would-be culture of the german philistines who after the franco-prussian war were swollen with self-conceit self-sufficiency and were a great danger to real culture nietzsche points out schopenhauer's great philosophy as the only possible means of escaping the humdrum of philistia with its hypocrisy and intellectual ostracization the essay on greek philosophy during the tragic age is a performance of great interest to the scholar it brims with ideas the hegelian school especially zeller has shown what an important place is held by the earlier thinkers in the history of greek thought and how necessary a knowledge of their work is for all who wish to understand plato and aristotle deal's great book die fragmente der vorsokratiker ben's burnett's and fairbank's books we may regard as the peristyle through which we enter the temple of early greek philosophy nietzsche's essay then is like a beautiful festoon swinging between the columns erected by deals and the others out of the marble of facts beauty and the personal equation are the two leitmotiv of nietzsche's history of the pre-socratian philosophers especially does he lay stress upon the personal equation since that is the only permanent item of interest considering that every system crumbles into nothing with the appearance of a new thinker in this way nietzsche treats of thales anaximander heraclitus parmenides xenophanes anaxagoras there are also some sketches of a draft for an intended but never accomplished continuation in which empedocles democritus and plato were to be dealt with probably the most popular of the essays in the book will prove to be the one on truth and falsity it is an epistemological rhapsody on the relativity of truth on appearance and reality on perceptual flux versus conceptual conceit man's intellect is only a means in the struggle for existence a means taking the place of the animal's horns and teeth it adapts itself especially to deception and dissimulation there are no absolute truths truth is relative and always imperfect yet fictitious values fixed by convention and utility are set down as truth the liar does not use these standard coins of the realm he is hated not out of love for truth no but because he is dangerous our words never hit the essence the x of a thing but indicate only external characteristics 
language is the columbarium of the ideas the cemetery of perceptions truths are metaphors illusions anthropomorphisms about which one has forgotten that they are such there are different truths to different beings like a spider-man sits in the web of his truths and ideas he wants to be deceived by means of error he mostly lives truth is often fatal when the liar the story-teller the poet the rhapsodist lie to him without hurting him he loves them the text underlying this translation is that of volume one of the tasque and alsgaba one or two obscure passages i hope my conjectures may have elucidated the dates following the titles indicate the year when these essays were written in no other work have i felt so deeply the great need of the science of scientifics with its ultimate international standardization of terms as attempted by eisler and balden i hope however i have succeeded in conveying accurately the meaning of the author in spite of a certain looseness in his philosophical terminology the english language is somewhat at a disadvantage through its lack of a noun infinitive i can best illustrate this by a passage from parmenides in his usual masterly manner deals translate these lines with das sagen und denken muss ein seiendes sein denn das sein existiert das nix existiert nicht das heiz ich dick on the other hand in fairbank's version we read it is necessary both to say and to think that being is for it is possible that being is and it is impossible that not being is this is what i bid thee ponder in order to avoid a similar obscurity throughout the paper on early greek philosophy i have rendered das saenda with existent das nicht saenda with non-existent das sein with being and das nicht sein with not being greek equivalents omitted i am directly or indirectly indebted for many suggestions to several friends of mine especially to two of my colleagues j charlton hipkins m a and r miller b a for their patient revision of the whole of the proofs m a muga london july nineteen eleven end of section one